welcome to the Mysterious Creatures program. This is a public service announcement program featuring documented accounts of the mysterious creatures living among us. This week's episode is sponsored by Healthy Boy Cupcakes. Are your children looking malnourished? Are they slow of speech and run at a turtle's pace? It's time to give them some brain food. Hungry Boy Cupcakes. The only cupcake infused with all 15 essential vitamins, including cobalt and arsenic. Also, the high sugar content in Hungry Boy Cupcakes has been proven to be a strong appetite suppressant. In no time at all, your little tykes will be filled out and full of energy. Hungry Boy Cupcakes. Ask for them at your local convenience store. And now, on with the scheduled program. Several citizens in the state of West Virginia have recently experienced a horrifying encounter with a creature being commonly called the Phantom of the Flatwoods. The dangerous encounter has put several locals in the hospital. We here at Mysterious Creatures feel it is our duty to investigate these strange and unexplained stories and warn our listeners of the dangers they may face should they venture forth to such places. This being the case, we sent our brave nine-fingered reporter, Danny Milford, to West Virginia to learn more of the Phantom of the Flatwoods. Danny's report is as follows. I, Danny Milford, am sworn to root out secret knowledges and investigate the strange and unexplained. Upon arriving in West Virginia, I learned that the encounter with the creature called the Phantom of the Flatwoods has left small pockets of collateral damage. Several of the eyewitnesses have ended up in the hospital. Each of the witnesses seems to be suffering from the same malignant ailments. The symptoms include irritation of the nose and swelling of the throat. Some of the patients have also experienced vomiting, convulsions, and trouble breathing. One of the attending doctors described their symptoms as being similar to victims of mustard gas. While at the hospital, I was able to interview several of the eyewitnesses who were at the time conscious. Two of the witnesses, teenage boys, Edward and Fred May, had the most interesting accounts. Here's what they recounted to me. The boys were playing in the evening, out in the yard, with their friend Tommy Lemon and his dog, when they saw what Edward described as a bright flashing light streak across the sky and land in the middle of Farmer G. Bailey Fisher's land. The boys immediately ran inside to tell their mother, Kathleen May. The boys claimed it was a UFO, an unidentified flying object. Upon hearing the boys' exclamations, Mrs. May accompanied the boys right away to find the spot where the bright light landed. While making their way to the site, the boys and their mother ran into Tommy Lemon's older brother, Eugene. Eugene Lemon, being a West Virginia National Guardsman, immediately made it his duty to accompany them. As they neared the edge of the woods where they saw the bright light land, Edward and Fred both confirmed that Fred's dog ran on ahead into the trees and suddenly started barking. Moments later, the boys say they saw the dog come running back towards them, 
whimpering with its tail between its legs. The party traveled into the woods a ways until they reached the top of a hill. At the top, they reported that there was a large, pulsating ball of fire. As they drew near, they detected a pungent mist that began to make their eyes, nose, and throats burn. Fred May then remembered that their friend Tommy Lemon had noticed two small red lights over to the left of the burning object under a nearby large oak tree. When Tommy pointed his flashlight at it, the creature gave a shrill hiss and charged towards the group. Fred described the creature as having red glowing eyes, a large diamond-shaped head, and thin arms with clawed hands. As it charged towards the group, Eugene threw a rock at its head. The rock caused the creature to stumble, and then someone shouted, Run! And they all fled the scene. As I, Danny Milford, finished interviewing the victims, I ran into the local sheriff, a man by the name of Robert Carr. Sheriff Carr, along with Lee Stewart, a reporter for the local newspaper, were just about to head up to the location where the creature was encountered. I asked if I could join them, and they agreed that another set of eyes wouldn't hurt. It was early afternoon when we arrived at the location of the encounter. Upon exiting the police cruiser, a strong, acrid smell assaulted our noses. Putting a handkerchief up to my nose and mouth helped some, but the smell still burned my throat. We searched the area, but could find no trace of the creature other than the sickening, burnt metallic odor which prevailed through the area. We encourage our listeners to take extra precautions when hiking through the West Virginia flat woods. Always hike with a group, and should you smell a sickening, strange odor, leave the area immediately, or you might just encounter the Phantom of the Flat Woods. This concludes our program. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in next time. On behalf of us here at Mysterious Creatures, always keep an eye to the night sky. We encourage you to listen next time so that you, our great listeners, will know what mysterious creatures might be lurking in your area. Stay safe. This episode was written by Caleb Ovard. We would also like to thank Kevin McLeod for providing the royalty-free music. You should check out his website at incompetech.filmmusic.io. If you'd like to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter at mcreaturespod. If you enjoyed the podcast so far, give us a five-star rating on your listening platform of choice. And remember to stay safe.